Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, The Lord Reigneth, Let the People Tremble. It shall be focused on the study of Psalms chapter 99. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank thee, Lord, for thy greatness to know, O Lord, who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods. Father, we thank thee that thou reignest, that, that Lord, you are to be feared. Help us, Father, to put aside our thoughts and our minds and our ways of thinking to take your own, to have a reverence for your gospel. We pray, Father, may the word that we hear today refresh our souls and our minds and mold us into the stature of a perfect man. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Psalms chapter 99. Psalm 99 The Lord reigneth, let the people tremble. He sitteth between the cherubims, let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the people. Let them praise thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. The king's strength also loveth judgment. Thou dost establish equity. Thou executest judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among them that call upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spake unto them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinance that he gave them. Thou answeredst them, O Lord our God. Thou wast a God that forgavest them, though thou tookest vengeance of their invention. Exalt the Lord our God, and worship at his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, titled, Gabriel's Instructions to Daniel. This was preached in 1961, on July the 30th in the morning. We'll begin at paragraph 24 up to paragraph 62. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Let us bow our heads. Truly, Lord, these words are written and penned by thy servant David in a psalm unto thee. Thou dost dwell between the cherubims. Thou art holy, and thy hill is holy. Let us draw nigh with our hearts sprinkled with the blood of the Lord Jesus with a pure conscience. And with faith and assurance that we are coming into the presence of our God. Let all this audience this morning be reverent. Open up our ears of understanding. Speak to us in wisdom that we might know how we must behave ourselves in these days and in thy presence. We would ask thee, our God to reveal to us these secret things that's been hid all these years as we are approaching one of the most sincere, solemn words 
Thou didst speak of it when you were here on earth, and said, He that readeth, let him understand. So we most graciously come to thee, Lord, and seek thy wisdom, not knowing just what to say, set in order here a few scriptures, and solemnly and holily depending upon thee for the answer. For no other purpose but that we might know the hour that we're living, that we might be prepared for the great things that lies ahead. Won't you grant it to us, Lord, in the name of him who taught us all that we should pray like this, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thine will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Be seated. Now, if any other man wants to remove their coats, just feel welcome. And those who are standing around the, the sides of the wall, if your feet gets achy, why, just feel at liberty to move out. Now I think if the children wants to go to their rooms, or have they already been dismissed? The pastor says that the crowd has got the rooms packed up so we cannot have Sunday school for the little ones. We would be happy if you little fellows now would cooperate with us as this morning we're having, starting a great, tremendous message that I'm sure that will mean a great deal to your father and mother and your loved ones that share, and even to you, little ones. So we approach it very reverently. If the Lord willing, this morning, uh, we're taking the subject of Daniel's 70 of weeks. And this morning we're speaking on Daniel in captivity and Gabriel flying in to instruct him about the future. While Daniel was in prayer, the Gabriel, the angel, come in to instruct him. Tonight I want to speak on the sixfold purpose of his visit. Six different subjects to be brought in tonight. What Gabriel come from? Next Sunday, the Lord willing, I want to place the reason and the time of the seven church ages and what time they are and where we are standing today. Amen. That's on next Sunday morning, the Lord willing. Amen. Now, the reason for this, I brought down some little notes from my last few messages. And this morning I want to 
lap over because this is on magnetic tape that will go all over the world, many nations. And always the reason I lap it back is perhaps someone would hear the tape for the first time and would not be able to understand what I was meaning when I refer back to something else. We have been now for months in the study of the book of Revelations, the revelation of Jesus Christ. We have come through the church ages. The first three chapters of Revelations was the church ages. Then John was caught up in the fourth and fifth chapter and was showed things that, that was to be hereafter. Now on the sixth chapter, he drops down into uh, the earth again to see things taking place that will go from the sixth chapter, the first verse, until the nineteenth chapter and the twenty-first verse. In here comes in the seals, the plagues, the woes, the locusts, the, the woman in the sun, and the casting out of the red dragon, the sealing away the 144,000, and all these things. This has been a week of tremendous study. Yesterday all day I hardly moved from the room trying to study. And it's something in the last time, and many of the old timers here that I taught, I just said, in here belongs the 70 weeks of Daniel, but I did not try to attack it, to explain it. But this time, by the grace of God, I have taken upon myself to try to ask grace before God that I might bring it to the people. And in here I'm finding things that I do not know one thing about. And then I have been reading Dr. Larkin's book, Dr. Smith's book, Dr. Schofield's notes, different commentaries from man everywhere, and yet I cannot put theirs together to make it come out right, see. So this week I'm planning on been visiting the library in Kentucky on some of the ancient astronomy of the calendars and times and picking up from the libraries and so forth all the ancient books that I can and to what little I can do and having my trust solemnly in Jesus Christ to reveal it to me because I do not want it to say I know this and I know that he knows my heart he's listening at me but I wanted that I might enlighten his people. Therefore, I believe that he will give it to me. I do not know as yet, but I'm trusting him for next Sunday, because that'll be the tremendous part as next Sunday to know in place those 70 weeks. Each one has a different place. And when you do, you go to run them all through, they don't come out right. They don't register up right. It can and therefore, I, I may not be able to have it right, but I'm going to trust the Lord for it. And I remember Solomon one time praying and asking the Lord God if he would give him wisdom, not for himself, no extension of days, no longer life, not riches, but that he might have wisdom to know how to, to 
to judge God's people and God honored that prayer and gave Solomon that wisdom because it was for his people. And that's why I'm asking God to let me know what these 70 of weeks mean because I know it's the exact calendar for the age we're living in. Amen. And therefore, I want to know it. Not for myself. I'm uh, Not for myself. Of course, I want to know it. I don't say it that way. Not for myself. Because I do want it for myself. I want to know. Because I want to know where we're living and what time we're living in. And then I know that that was given. And different ones have figured it out and they've had it way back. One fellow I was reading had it all ended up in 19 and 19 uh, of the 70 of weeks. Well, that wasn't so. So after 70 of weeks, after 70 of weeks, it's all finished. Uh, so we, uh, we, don't, we want to know the truth. And I'm asking God to give me the truth. Amen. Now, in order to back this up, go back, I want to rehearse a little bit of the back. So therefore, some notes that I jotted down that we had in the fifth, the fourth and fifth chapter so that the people will understand first, before we do this, I want to laugh it over so that you'll get from the fourth. Now remember, the third chapter was the Lady of Sin, Church Age, and the church was taken up at the end of Lady Osea. Now, I was trying to explain something to my wife about it. I had Becky, my daughter, with all the different types of dictionaries and things that we could get. They don't give the answer. I got the Bible dictionary. I got the old Greek dictionary. I, I got the uh, the Webster's and many others, the modern dictionaries. None of them could get the give the words or the answer anyway. My wife said, "How do you expect our people, which are poor people, and many of them uneducated like we are, to understand such as that?" I said, "God will give the answer." Amen. No matter how complicated it is, Amen. God can break it down and make it simple. Amen. For we are the, a portion of those people who are longing, Hallelujah. praying for that day and that hour. And our eyes are set towards heaven and we're watching for His coming. Hallelujah. And I'm just sure that He will show us. Amen. Now, it won't tell us the day or hour, because no man will know that, but it'll certainly tell us the day of the week we're living, if we can just get it. Now, in the fourth chapter, John was caught up immediately after the church. John going up, he saw the complete church age. That's where I'd like to stop just a second to say that many people who are expecting some great, tremendous, powerful something to happen in the Gentile age are certainly wrong. The church age and all that will happen during the Gentile reign is recorded from Revelations 1 to Revelations 3, inclusive. Then the church was raptured and taken up, and the rest of this until the 19th chapter is what happens to the Jewish race. After the church has gone up, and it is the time of the great tribulation. 
Nothing to happen amongst the Gentiles, only the slaughtering and so forth, as we'll get to that and see. But the church itself has gone on the 13th, on the last verse of the uh, third chapter of Revelations, when the Laodicean church age in, which was the last, and we took each church age, each time, each thing that happened, each star, each messenger, their nature, what they've done, and brought it right down through history until the very last one, drawn right there on the picture on the side of the wall. And when we got finished, the Holy Spirit come in and made a circle of the same thing on the wall and revealed it by Himself right here to all of us. Amen. Now, in doing this, I trust at the end of this, He'll come with a tremendous something and show us again that we are at the end time. How many of you heard Kennedy's, President Kennedy's speech, the comments and so forth? How many of you heard this prediction that by January the 1st is predicted that both the United States and Russia will be volcanic ashes? That's all we need. It's later than we are thinking. So if we are so near to even man of this earth are predicting this tremendous thing to happen, we better be on the alert. Everything right up to date, all confessions made, everything ready. Because we don't know just what time our Lord's going to summon us. And when He gives us summons, come up higher. Better be ready. It's going to come in the hour that you think not. The great Pentecostal revival is now ceasing. We see it everywhere. Amen. The last great move. Amen. Messages went forth. Everything's ready now, waiting. The church is sealed away. The wicked are doing more wicked. Churches are becoming more churchy. The saints are coming closer to God. The gifts of the Spirit begin to multiply in the little groups. We're at the end time. Oh, I love that song that we used to sing in the church. I'm watching for the coming of that glad millennium day when our blessed Lord shall come and catch His waiting bride away. Oh, my heart is... Crying, thirsting for that day of sweet release when our Savior shall come back to earth again. Hallelujah. Waiting for that hour. Now, in the fifth chapter, in the fifth verses, we find in our previous lesson that we talked of that kinsman redeemer, which we found out was Christ, typed it up with Ruth, Ruth deciding, Ruth serving, Ruth resting, deciding with justification, serving, making herself ready, sanctification, resting with, with the Holy Spirit until the wedding supper Hallelujah. How beautiful. Praise God. The church come through John Wesley justification or Martin Luther justification through John Wesley sanctification through the Pentecostal baptism of the Holy Spirit, and now resting, waiting for the coming of our Lord, perfectly, our kinsman redeemer, 
The elders was right when they called him a lamb, about to become a lion, his judge. He was a lamb, you know, with the seven-seal book. When the book was taken, the meditorial work was finished. Now, in the third chapter, the church was gone up, but now redemption is to be revealed how the church was redeemed. The revelation of what's taken place during the church age. See, the church is gone. So he is now showing in the fifth chapter how he did it. What's taken place, how he sealed the church off. The revelation of his name. Water baptism, using his name. Eternal life, no eternal hell. Serpent seed, eternal security. All the great doctrines, predestination of the church that was revealed to the church. He's showing how he done it. Now our kinsman is handed the seven sealed book of redemption from the original owner. Amen. Amen. Who what we find was the original owner? God himself. Hallelujah. And the Lamb came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Who was the Lamb? The Redeemer. Our kinsman Redeemer. The kinsman to the church who come and redeemed Israel. Now we're going to get into that this morning. Israel was redeemed, but it was not applied to them. Because they rejected him, but the church received their redemption. Amen. And he is our kinsman redeemer. As Boaz had to redeem Neoma in order to get Ruth the Moabite, an alien, a Gentile. So Christ redeemed Israel, applied the redemption, and was rejected. You remember the pardon that the man was shot that I sometimes tell during the Civil War? When he was a good man, he was innocent, and they found him guilty, although he was guilty in a way that he run away in time of battle, and they found him guilty and was going to shoot him, and a man went to President Lincoln and said, Mr. Lincoln, this is a Christian man. He was a scared boy. I know his people. He was just afraid. He didn't mean no harm. He run away said, Mr. Lincoln, it's in your hands. You're the only one who can pardon him. Mr. Lincoln picked up a piece of paper and his pen and signed, Pardon the so-and-so, Abraham Lincoln. He ran back to the jail and he said, Here it is. I got your pardon. And the man said, I refuse to look at it. It would have a big seal on it. It would be everything. You're only trying to make me a laughing stock. It is not Abraham Lincoln. Anybody could sign his name. But it would have to be documented by his seal and so forth if it comes from him. And the man persuaded him, though the man in the prison thought he was kidding, and just walked away the next morning, he was shot. And then after he was shot, then there was a federal court trial. Because Abraham Lincoln, 24 hours before the man was shot, signed his name that this man was pardoned. And then the government shot him anyhow. Then what? Then the federal court of the United States said, come to this decision of the federal courts. 
that a pardon is not a pardon unless it be received as a pardon. And Jesus redeemed Israel at Calvary. But it was not a pardon to them because they did not receive it as a pardon. But in our lesson now in these 70 weeks, we find they come back and receive their pardon. But he redeemed the church. Then we are pardoned because we have received the blood of Jesus Christ as our pardon. Now, we find that he was our kinsman redeemer and he took the book out of the hand of the original owner. It is a title deed to redemption. We found that. You remember the study? It's a title deed of redemption. It's an abstract deed with it. That God required life for death. In the Garden of Eden, and Jesus the Righteous One died and took a title deed. And was able to break the seals, reveal what was in them, and give the inheritance that belonged to him to his people. Eternal life that he inherited by doing that, he passed his own life back out of Calvary and divided among us by the Holy Ghost. Amen. No man has never been able to come to even think of the love that that was. Amen. What he done? Satan, the once possessor, because of the fall of the garden, is bound and cast into a lake of fire. His days are finished. Jesus in the gospel had four titles. We quote that. Son of David, heir to the throne. Son of Abraham, the royal grant. Son of man, heir of the earth. Son of God, heir of all things. Amen. Hallelujah. Royal grant. In the Old Testament, property could not be could not be held any longer than 50 years. It could not be annihilated from its original owner but 50 years. And on the 40th day, he paid the price. On the 50th day, the redemption and the power that belonged to the church that was lost in the Garden of Eden was redeemed back and sent to us by the baptism of the Holy Ghost on the 50th day. Then we picked up the, the scroll. We picked up the scrolls, how that this scroll was handed into his hand. How that Jeremiah in Jeremiah 32, 6, his cousin Hamel was, uh, left him some air in this going into captivity, which we're going into with him this morning. Captivity. And it was kept in an earthly vessel. Shows where the power of God and the scrolls and secrets of God is known in the heart. Hallelujah. Our plan of redemption is same being kept in the earthly vessel. Jesus' name in the Revelation. We find out that this was seal was seven seals, and each seal was wrapped around. And as the Revelation come forth, he pulled the seal and undone this and read what that seal said. Then he undone the next one, the scroll, and read what that seal said. Undone the next one, pulled it out, see what that seal said and what the Revelation was. That's exactly what our seven seals that we're going into shortly, we trust. That will do each seal when it's tucked off the book will be unrolled and that'll show exactly what's taking place. Hallelujah. We find out that there's seven, five in the plan of redemption. Five is a number, and these five, seven. 
seven seals, seven spirits, seven angels, seven uh, trumpets, and seven church ages. So you see, the five sevens is grace, five is grace, and seven is perfection. So it's just perfectly running, just exactly, see. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. To know, Father, that there is no one like thee, Father, in strength. There is no other name by which any flesh could be saved. There is no other name which can change the heart of man. We thank thee for thy great Holy Spirit. We pray, Father, may you change our nature after your heart magnify the Lord thee for you provide all our needs. Hosanna blessed be the rock. We thank thee Lord may you be glorified forever and ever. In the name of thy son Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.